welcome to Beyond Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Monique Bathus, women's mentor, registered music therapist, and mum of two. And I am incredibly passionate about supporting mothers to thrive in all areas of their life, connect with the woman outside of the mama, and live a more peaceful life filled with joy and fulfillment. And in this podcast, we share tips, practical exercises, stories, and wisdom on all things motherhood and beyond. From relationships, maternal mental health and wellness, the challenges of motherhood, reclaiming your identity post becoming a mother and everything in between. Let's dive in. Welcome again to Beyond Motherhood. Welcome, welcome everyone to episode one of Beyond Motherhood. I am so thrilled to have you here. This has been a uh, journey in the making of something I have thought about for a good 18 months or so and it's here we have landed and I'm so excited that episode one is out and you get to get it in your ear holes and I hope that it serves you well and you can take something away from today so today we are chatting about prioritizing yourself in motherhood and what that actually looks like. It's something that I have been speaking to lots of mothers about more recently. It's something that I look at in my own life and revisit a lot, come back to. And even thinking about prioritizing yourself, it can feel overwhelming and it might even send you into a bit of a spiral as it feels like another thing to add to my to-do list, that ever-growing, never-ending to-do list that we have as mothers. And as I said, it can feel overwhelming to think about prioritizing yourself and putting your needs first, because as mothers, we are so conditioned in our society to be that martyr, to make all those sacrifices for our children and our families, to put everyone else's needs before our own and also to make sure everyone else is looked after. But, and then we get sort of like the raw end of the stick and the dregs at the end of the day. (laughs) And it's kind of how our way of living has become over, you know, probably a hundred more years now as we've moved into a different set up in society we're not living in tribes anymore we're not living in communities where we might have our family readily available to provide support we might not have you know friends and things that are just there that can support us and come and and do things for us at the drop of a hat because we all live in isolation we live in our own houses now we don't live in those villages and things anymore so it can seem so far out of reach to even Think about prioritizing yourself. And even when you do get that opportunity to do something, often we're just too bloody exhausted to do anything at the end of the day. Um, And, you know, I've been there too. I I 100% feel you and know what, what that is like and what that feels like. And that can be where we start to... Um, revert back to those those patterns those things that might not serve us but you know our go-to so it could be like scrolling on social media doing things like different coping mechanisms that you know they're 
useful at times, but long-term aren't going to support us in terms of our nervous system, in terms of our mental health, emotional health, and physical health, spiritual health, and all the things. So how can we just come back to looking at just the small things that we can do for ourselves and coming back to the things that bring us joy and how we might be able to actually weave them into our day so that it doesn't feel like another task so it doesn't feel like we're overwhelming our system and there can often be this way of thinking like it's me or my kids or it's me or my partner it's me or my business or job but let's come back to an and way of thinking let's think about i can prioritize myself and still be a really really amazing mother i can put my needs and desires first at times and I can put my kids first at times too. Of course there are going to be moments where we have to make sacrifices and we have to put others needs before our own and we have to to do things because we're, we are mothers at the end of the day, we are adults, we have certain responsibilities and we also have a responsibility to ourselves because, and I'm going to chat about um, later as well, what, what it's actually costing us by not giving ourselves um, the space, uh, the, the priority, the, yeah, the, the things that are going to ultimately help us long term and, and create a life that we don't want to necessarily <laughs> hide away from and where we don't lead to burnout and we don't feel stressed and overwhelmed all the time as mothers. So the two biggest factors when I was chatting to, to mums about this in terms of what is the biggest challenge when it comes to prioritizing yourself as a mother and the two biggest challenges that the themes that came out of that were one time and two guilt or mum guilt that comes from actually doing stuff and doing the things for ourselves. So I wanted to just speak to both of these. So time huge one and I used to always think and you've probably heard the same we all have the same 24 hours in a day and I was challenged to this this quote or this this thought a little while ago now when I read somewhere that we actually don't all have the same 24 hours in a day yes we all have 24 hours in a day but that looks vastly different between families between people and really just depends on your circumstances. So for example, I work for myself. I work from home mostly. I have a bit more flexibility in my day. Um, I'm a single mom. I do 50-50 care with my kids. So week on, week off. So on the week off, I do have a little bit more space for myself. The week I have my children, it's a little bit more chaotic as you can imagine, because it's just me with them. Compared to a family where mum works full time, nine to five in the city, dad also works, you know, they've got two kids or three kids. They have to be out of the door in the morning at a specific time. They're not getting home till late afternoon, early evening compared to even a single mum who works full time and might even have their kids most of the time. So, and there's, you know, obviously so many different examples and, and family setups and, and scenarios and situations. So, Yes, we still have the 24 hours in a day, all of us, but it's not the same. It's not the same because our lives are all different. So it's about looking at your life 
and looking at the time you do have or where you could potentially have a little bit of time to yourself and really being mindful of that. And I'll come to some practical tips a little bit later as well. Um, so really time, totally get it. It can be such a challenge to then, as I said before, add that another thing onto your day and your list of things. Um, and then you just feel completely overwhelmed that you just can't be bothered by the end of the day. So time is such a huge factor and totally valid and I totally get it. And then, and then the guilt, then the mum guilt, which we all know and love. So when we do then do something for ourselves and whether that's maybe going out to coffee or lunch with friends and leaving our kids with family or their, their dads or whoever, or, you know, going to the gym or whatever it is, doing those things for yourself. And then because we have either had to leave our kids with someone or we've had to, you know, carve out time or it could be a long period of time, you know, an hour or whatever, then we actually feel guilty for doing it because we feel like it's our job and it's our role and our responsibility to be the carer and often the primary carer for your children. And then we have these such high expectations of ourselves as, as mothers that when we do prioritize ourselves, we feel guilty for doing it. So again, totally valid, totally normal. We all experience it. And, you know, so one thing that I often come back to, particularly when it comes to mum guilt and when it comes up, because it does for me and, and maybe not so much as it used to, because I always come back to and remind myself and give myself compassion and kindness about, well, when I give this time to myself and when I do these things that support me, mind, body, soul, all the things how is that actually then having a more positive impact and flow on effect into my life and into the way I show up as a mother, the way I parent, how I'm feeling and all the things, but both time guilt for sure. So, so valid. And so many of us experience, um, if not daily, every so often, but what I want to come to is, you know, what is it actually costing you by not prioritizing yourself and by not looking after yourself is it costing you your mental health are you feeling like shit every day are you feeling burnt out are you feeling stressed are you snapping at your kids and reacting all the time are you feeling anxious have you got physical symptoms and things that are causing caused from you know being stressed and all the things you know, what's your physical health like? All these things. What's your relationships like? What is your relationship like with your kids? But what, how potentially is it going to impact that relationship? Your relationship with your partner, friends, family. Like, I really want you to just sit for a few seconds and even after this episode, sit with and think about what is it costing you by not looking after yourself, showing up for yourself, prioritizing yourself, nurturing, nourishing yourself, whatever you want to call it. Because ultimately there is a cost, there are consequences to our actions and consequences to, to not doing this. And it may not be now that it shows up. It might be weeks, months, years down the track. And that's not to scare you or anything, of course, but it's just really to have you sit and think about it. 
Okay, so you might be going, okay, that's all well and good, but what what the fuck do I actually do? Like, how am I going to, to do this when I am time poor, when I feel all these things? I'm so busy already. Like, what am I to do? And that is totally valid. So I want to give you some practical tips. And I'm, the first thing I actually want to say is, and this is something that, you know, I probably never thought about until in the last year or two maybe closer to two years since I've really delved a lot into um, prioritizing myself and and particularly looking at my nervous system and how that has impacted my life and how I show up as a mother and in relationships and things. Because we often think about when we prioritize ourselves, oh, well, that means I need to go to the gym or I need to go to a yoga class or I need to go and have coffees with the girls all the time or, you know, go on an hour walk or half an hour walk. Yes, all these things are great. And, you know, I do some of these things. I don't do them all the time. I have a consistent exercise regime and go to the gym and I have, and this is what I'm going to also say, I schedule that into my day. I schedule that into my week. But, or and I should say, and let's not overlook the small incremental things that you can do throughout your day and weave throughout your day. Because when we do small, consistent things, small, consistent ways that nurture us and nourish us, support our nervous system, support our mental health, bring us joy, they start to accumulate over time. They have a cumulative effect and, you know, they do become habit once we do them. So please don't overlook that because we can get so caught up in prioritizing ourselves looks like X, Y, Z, when it can be so small and it might feel insignificant and it might feel like it's not actually having an impact. The more you do it, the more you will actually notice the impact it will have on your life. And as I said before, the ripple effect it will have into all areas of your life. So start small, start small. If you're someone who you're like, I actually just, I literally do nothing for myself except maybe shave my legs once a week. (laughs) Start small. What is one thing you could do every day, whether it's waking up in the morning and taking 10 slow breaths before you get out of bed, whether it's cranking the music in your car after you drop the kids off to school, to daycare and listening to your music, singing at the top of your lungs or just listening and just enjoying it, like literally just enjoying it. Really small things that you can do that might not seem significant. They might not seem super profound, but as I said, over time, you will notice the difference. And I have, and I notice more joy in my life because of it, because I allow myself to bring these small things into my day. So start small and then you can build over time. Like anything, it becomes habit. It becomes just part of your day. Set reminders and schedule, just like you schedule your kids' dentist appointment, sporting things into your calendar, you do need to schedule things for yourself. I schedule when I'm going to the gym, I look at my week or I look at my month. I schedule, um, sorry, I set reminders in my phone throughout the day. I think I've got about five or six reminders about checking in with myself, what do I need? And does it mean I actually do five or six things? No, but it's there as a reminder and at least just a minute to pause. Doesn't mean that I'm actually doing six things for 10 minutes throughout the day, 
but having those reminders just as a little prompt, a little cue to make you stop and think and go, hmm, I haven't actually done anything today for myself. I haven't actually listened to some music. I haven't moved my body intentionally, whether that's just having a stretch. I haven't gone outside and actually let the sun shine on my face and breathed in fresh air. So reminders and scheduling, really, really, really helpful. Seems again, really small and minor, but again, huge, huge impact it can have. And then just sit and think, what actually brings me joy? And what makes me feel alive? What do I love to do? And think about how you might be able to weave that, not necessarily into your daily or even weekly schedule, but maybe monthly or every couple of months. I wanna go and do a pottery class. I wanna go and do yoga. I want to, whatever it is. Think about, write a few things down. What do I wanna actually do this year? And schedule them in, make a plan, talk to your husband, partner, family who can step in and help for that afternoon or whatever it is or that morning. Um, things that bring you joy. And this has been such a huge, huge thread and a huge realization for me over the last six months approximately about remembering the things that bring me joy and trying new things and seeing what I actually like. I used to dance so much as a kid and I tried hip hop dancing a couple years ago and really enjoyed it for a while. And then I didn't enjoy it as much. And now I do heels classes and I absolutely love it. It's such a great way to connect with other women. It's such a supportive environment. Um, you know, I've made new friends and it's, given me a whole new sense of who I am and my identity and how I can express myself in this way. So they're just some real practical tips. And look, again, it takes commitment. It takes devotion to yourself to show up for yourself. And of course, there are going to be times where you forget, I still do it. And we can revert back to old patterns, we can revert to all these coping mechanisms and things that aren't necessarily going to help us, but we can always get back on that train and we can always remember and remind ourselves that you matter, you are important, and so are your kids and so is your family. There doesn't have to be all. So just remember that as well and just think about what it's costing you and the potential positives, well, not potential there is going to be positive impacts that it will have in your life, in your relationships, in your work, in your business, with your children and all the things and on your own health and well-being in general. Thank you for tuning in, beautiful people. Please do leave a review and rating. I would be so appreciative and share this episode to your socials and tag me. Ah, uh, yeah, that's it. Episode one's done. I cannot wait to see you on the next episode of Beyond Motherhood. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Beyond Motherhood. If you'd like to stay connected with me and be more in my world, you can head on over to Instagram at Monique Bathus. Check out the show notes for all other information and details. And thank you again for taking the time to tune into the podcast. I truly appreciate you. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out on the socials or drop them in the Q&A below. Have a blessed week ahead, beautiful.